all you fo- following, all you fellow lis- fellow listeners and pr- contributors to the Struggling Hunters, welcome to another episode, episode 76 of the Struggling Hunters podcast. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you all for that have uh, participated and leaving comments in our in our platforms. We really do appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't yet, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a buddy, because um, we we enjoy seeing all that, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it too. But uh, this episode, we're uh, got a couple things we're going to discuss. We're discuss we're going to discuss the closing of uh, Eric's archery elk hunt, and then um, we'll spend just a fraction of the time the uh, fall turkey hunt opened up here in utah and i went out for the opener or so we'll talk a little bit about that and then and then we're also gonna throw in uh if you if you listen to our last episode we talked about the uh fred bear's 10 commandments which we thought was was kind of a fun thing not necessarily fun but also eye-opening on to how to basically be a better hunter it's kind of a better hunting a better hunter what would you call it? And there are 10 commandments, but it's kind a of better. a play. It's kind of, I kind of look at it as like a, a short little playbook to hunting. True. Uh, I'll just, I'll just throw this out there real quick. I actually like read over it again, whenever uh-huh. I was out hunting to like, to remind myself of, of some of the, uh, the, uh, factors and, and what I should be doing, uh, to, to try to find success. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of a cool, you know, just, opened my phone and looked, looked at it. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I need to work on doing that. So it was, you know, just something that I kind of, I actually used, put in, put into play to help my chances. And of, it's, uh, and it's like you said, it's a quick little playbook. It's not like anything too in depth, not like anything you can't do. Um, any, everything in there is, is going to help. I feel like it would help your hunting experience almost probably a hundred percent. If you, you know, worked at it because it it all helped so um with that being said as we're heading towards we're gonna we'll talk about eric's hunt here first and so we kind of went over number one last week is what that little rant went was getting at and this week we're going to be talking about number two um which is don't look for deer look for movement and remember that it that it's (laughs) <laughs> and remember that it's what they're looking for too is movement and uh, i you know i think a lot of times we get caught up looking for something or i shouldn't say caught up i know i i just try to my thing i feel like my brain looks for what's there and you, you know movement is is a key if you're if you're still if you can spot them before they spot you you know, that's, that's huge too. But anyway, so movement. So Eric, while you were uh, <laughs> out there hunting in Colorado, um, were you looking for movement? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of one of the key <laughs> things, you know, that's what these 10 commandments, I mean, they're, they're, they're simple and, but they can be overlooked sometimes when, especially if you're, if you're uh, struggling, no pun intended, <laughs> but uh uh, you know, they can be overlooked, but yes, I definitely looking for movement. Uh, I think it is hard. I, I actually had an experience, uh, on one of my days where I 
ran into a, to an elk and, and we were both kind of moving a little bit, if you will. And we both caught each other at the same time and, and, uh, and both blew each other out of there, I guess you could say. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, looking for movement, man, I think that's pretty important. I think, I think, um, kind of figuring out or understanding elk a little bit better. Like sometimes I think we get caught up in trying to get to a certain spot or a certain area or, or, you know, maybe we just get ourselves in a hurry and yes, we're looking for movement, but sometimes we could be moving too much to see the movement. And and I think that was like the second half of it too, is like how, how it says, uh, remember that, that it's what they're looking for too. Yeah. So, you know, not only are you making noise and the noise is going to, is actually an indicator of movement. Yep. And so you. Well, and to go a little, so there's a lot of cattle uh, where I was hunting and I kind of practiced with that a little bit. I spotted the cows before they spotted me, but my movement and it was kind of, a, you know, they're just cows. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're farm animals, basically. I mean, they are in the wild or whatever, but they noticed my movement too. Like I noticed them and I was moving to get closer to them. Kind of like I was kind of practicing my stock, if you will, you know, uh, with just cattle. And, and I, and I, w- I, took note of it and I was take I was kind of taken back on um how far away I was. I was probably 50 yards or so when they when they noticed me and then they never took their eyes off me, you know? And uh yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to so I had a couple other experiences where I like if I walked right by them or whatever, they would start running off through the woods and doing that whole thing. So this one time in particular, whenever I was kind of working on that and seeing, seeing what I could get away with, with cattle, I, uh, I actually walked around them so I wouldn't get them running and moving through the woods and it seemed to work a little bit, but yeah, it's like, even, even cattle, they'll, they'll notice you a little further away than you expect. And, you know, it was something that I took note of and I was like, okay, I, I need to sneak around a little bit better, maybe slow it down a little bit more. Um, I actually sat on this little log and, and, uh, the patience that animals have, you know, (laughs) and, and the, the attention span, especially whenever they're spooked, uh, they, uh, the, 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 the cows, like they would, they wouldn't let off them. They wouldn't let off of my, um, my position. They just, they just kept looking at me the whole time. And, and, uh, you know, every once in a while, like one would move their head and look away just a split second. And then, but if I like, if I went like this or something, just, uh, or put like wave my hand a little bit, uh-huh. uh, they, they, they swing their head right back at you and just stare at you, you know? And, and, um, like I said, I only brought that up cause I was just like, I was like, Hey, you know, this probably be a good test to, just see how much I could get away with, um, with, with just cattle. And then, uh, and then kind of, you know, understand that I could probably get away with, um, with, you know, uh, 10 times less you know, with, with, a with, a with, a, a right. with an elk. So, right. um, so it's just kind of a, 
something that I was kind of practicing and working with and, and obviously being out there by myself. So I did a solo hunt for about three days. Uh, I did have my son with me for a couple of days and then I had the solo hunt. So whenever you have a solo hunt, you get bored and you kind of do things <laughs> that you probably wouldn't normally do, but, but, uh, you know, just trying to entertain yourself. So, so that's what I did to entertain myself while I was out cutting. Um, <laughs> we'll go into all the stories and stuff and here in a little bit, but, but yeah, to key on key in on, uh, Fred bears 10 commandments and being number two about movement. Um, it definitely, definitely something that you got to consider plays a factor. And, and, uh, and I guess my lesson to the, the second commandment there with movement is that, uh, I need to slow down myself because, um, you just never know when you're going to run into an animal. So even if you're like, oh, I'm trying to get here and I'm trying to get here as fast as possible, if you're blowing everything out along the way and you're moving fast or moving er- erratically, uh, it, you know, it, it might affect your chances over to that draw that you're trying to get into. So just kind of a thought. Right. And a statement to what, what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of get that you kind of the movement is double-edged sword. You need to move to get somewhere, but you can't, you don't want to move because you gives your position away. <laughs> I guess that's where it comes in to understand like, Oh, my, uh, my brain just like went like, I don't know what you want to say, but just like, well, it's like, okay, you're trying to get to from point A to point B, you know, you're going to make noise and you want to minimize the noise, but at the same time, you don't you like, then you go into like, well, how can I help myself get to there? Then it's like, well, you go into uh wind too. Like it is just trying to better, you know, like <laughs> trying to better your situation, getting into a spot. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. You know, your wind how much noise you're making, how far you're going to you going to get there. I mean, you can really talk yourself out of really even going hunting. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just, just put yourself back at the truck and almost give up. I mean, you know, cause there's just so many factors and that's something that um, I'll get into here in a few minutes. Uh, just kind of telling like that story and, and uh, some of the keys to, help you be successful um that i i feel like i i I feel like this 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 year the elk hunting um there were so many things little things that i learned that i really am excited about sharing in today's podcast so whenever we get there (laughs) (laughs) well we can probably just head there because i think you know we kind of got done with uh number two on fred bear's commandments so I guess let's just go ahead and head head there towards let's head into your your uh the closing of your hunt. Okay. Sounds good. So the closing of my hunt, I, I feel like I have a couple really good stories and and um uh I kind of said it earlier, the first couple days that I went out, I, I I basically went out uh uh the last day of hunting season was was Thursday of this last week. And so I went out Saturday afternoon 
and uh, actually didn't hunt much on Saturday. So pretty much Sunday to Thursday is what I had to hunt. But my first two days I had, I had my boy with me and which was fine. But, but uh, uh, we didn't, we didn't hunt that hard those two days. Like, like it was a little more, a little more of a lax, like, you know, kind of go out and see things for what they were. And, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, wasn't real hard hunting. Uh, okay. Not like, not like I did when, after I took him back home uh, to go back to school, I took him back home and then, and then we got, then I went back and, and I was like, okay, I told myself, I'm like, I got three days here. It's time to get it. And, and I feel like I worked pretty dang hard. <laughs> I worked really hard on trying to get an elk. And uh, so to open that up, the one thing that I learned and it's and it gets frustrating and it gets hard but the but the one thing that i learned is everything counts everything uh playing trying to play your win the best way the best way you you possibly can win, playing wind is hard you know i mean like uh uh it's actually one of the commandments but you know you work from the bottom up in the morning then work up down in the afternoon but the mountains are drawn out the way they're drawn out. And that's hard. I mean, you know, you might have to get over a draw where you're kind of blowing up your spot through the wind because you're trying to get to another draw and start your way up. And right. uh, it can be difficult to play the wind, quote unquote, but it does matter. I really believe it matters. And, and, um, and you just got to constantly kind of play, play the wind and work on that. That, that was something that I really uh, focused on and tried to work, uh, work out this, 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 uh, hunt season and, um, and then taking chances and being aggressive too, is another thing that I learned. And so I'm going to get into that, I guess, and start talking about the hunt. I, so, um, so my, my uh my third day after i after i dripped i took my son back home um so i guess it would have been tuesday tuesday i i did a little over seven miles walking around going through draws up and down draws um really moving uh some of my takeaways on that is uh i probably should have slowed down a few times and uh, I dealt with weather too. So there was rain, uh, rain kind of played a factor. Uh, but I did all those miles and I can't, I saw one cow. I saw one cow and that cow, it was really weird. I, I don't know where she popped out of. I don't, she might've heard me and like popped her head out to see what I was. Cause there was like this, uh, it was kind of like this, the, I was, I started going down into the draw and then there was this this um like rock i guess or something that where she was kind of hiding behind and um and the wind started picking up and i heard the trees creaking right and so i looked up and i was listening i was watching and listening to this tree creak and i no more than did that and i'm like wow you know kind of sounds creepy or whatever you know the trees just kind of you know Uh back and forth and yeah. And uh, I, I dropped my head and looked to the to the right of me as I'm looking up at this tree. I, look, I dropped my head, looked to the right of me, and there's this cow staring at me. 
<laughs> and we both spotted each other and, and, you know, she didn't waste no time. She was like, Oh, that ain't good. Turned around, just took off. Um, you know, got me excited, got my, got my blood pumping, but she was, she was gone. She didn't want nothing to do with me. And, uh, and so, so, uh, that, like I said, that, that was a pretty big hiking day, you know, uh, seven miles might not be the most, but, or, you know, some people were like, that's it or whatever. But I mean, I was all over the place. I was going up and down draws and trying to take my time whenever I could. So in a, you know, 14 hour day, whatever it was from, from, uh, from opening light to, to dark, uh, you know, it was, it was quite a bit of miles. I know by the time I got to the, to, to uh camp i was like oh man thank god that's over <laughs> now i gotta wake up and do it all over again tomorrow um <laughs> but some of my tactics so another thing that i did the second day after that um i actually changed tactics a little bit and jumped in my truck and i kind of hunted the same area but i didn't want to i didn't want to waste time from my camp to get to the same spot because there was closer access if I just basically drove up the road. So I was like, I'm just going to drive up the road, get, get to where I want to get to faster. Cause that was the thing is I was taking off, uh, you know, a little before daylight to go out hunting, but then where I was wanting to hunt, uh, you know, it was taking me a couple hours to get over there, if not longer. And I'm like, well, I'm wasting that, that magical time. So I want to, I want to try to get out there faster. So I, I realized that there was a trailhead that I could get to in my truck a lot faster, jump out and go anyway. So I did that my second day, um, kind of did a lot of the same thing up and down draws, same thing about the same amount of miles as far as, you know, seven, eight miles or something like that. And then, uh, uh, I got back to the truck a little bit early before dark and, um, and I was like, well, you know, I still have, I still have a couple hours of, of light left. So what am I going to do? So I kind of was looking around and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go over here. And, and I was pretty wore out by this time. I mean, I I'd done like 16 or so miles, you know, the last two days and pretty hard, like aggressive miles. And uh, so I was kind of tired. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go over here and, and uh, pull into this spot and just go up the road up couple hundred miles or a couple, a couple hundred <laughs> yards, a couple hundred yards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got to the point where I was doing a couple hundred miles and you uh, didn't get an elk <laughs> and I didn't get enough, no, but, uh, I was like, I'm just going to lay out some bugles. Um, and this is kind of where, where uh, a lot of things start changing for me and my, my perspective on things, uh, to go back a little bit Sunday night or, well, I guess it would have been, no, it was Sunday night, I guess. Uh, Sunday night, bugling was just, it was crazy. It woke me up in the middle of the night. I'm like, wake up. I hear all this bugle. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be good tomorrow. You know, I was so excited. And uh, and, and I, was, I was really excited about all the bugling going on. And so I was like, I was like, let's get it, you know. So I wake up that Monday morning. I'm all excited. And there's like nothing and not even a bugle going on. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I guess I should back up on, uh, it would have been Wednesday during the day. I heard one, I heard a, I heard a cow call 
And then literally about two minutes later, I hear a locator call. And I was like, huh, okay. Um, So I jumped up and I grabbed my, my bugle tube and I just started trying to get something going. Absolutely nothing. I couldn't get nothing going. Uh, The elk did not care about me at all. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I, ah, I'll get there later anyway. uh, So that was it though, but I couldn't really get no bugles going. And, and it was kind of frustrating. Like during the day, you know, here I am supposed to be like the very end of September. The bugles are supposed to be so hot and heavy and everything. And I can't get nothing going during the day. Uh, It just seems like they really clammed up and shut up during the day. So it is what it is with that. Um, So fast forward to that evening, whenever I walked in just, just a couple hundred yards and I'm like, well, I don't, there's, I, I'm just going to lay out bugles. You know, it's, it's getting close to dark. Let's just see what happens. Laid out some bugles. And pretty soon I started getting a few back and I'm like, no way, this is pretty cool. And, uh, and so I'm playing back and forth. Uh, oh man, my heart starts racing. So it's, so, so I'm hearing one that's directly in front of me and, and I'm bugling back and forth, but, but that one's kind of at a distance. And then all of a sudden to the left of me, I'm hearing this one. I'm like, that one's coming in close and I'm getting all excited, you know? And uh, so this probably goes on another five, 10 minutes, whatever. And finally, uh, you know, really nice people, but, uh, but they're like, Hey, you know, and I'm, and I, and I didn't see him or whatever until they like announced themselves. And, uh, and it was a couple other hunters and I'm like, Oh man, you know, and I, (laughs) I was like, oh, I guess I, you know, bugled in some hunters, you know, we all conjured into the same spot. Um, and I, di- I, I failed to ask them because uh, now I, I didn't hear that other one that bugle, but when he started bugling and he, and he told me, he's like, oh, we thought it was our friend that we're up here hunting with messing with us. And <laughs> so, um, but I was like, there was a, there was another bugle that was directly in front of me. And then, but I, I kind of gave up on the whole thing and thought, Oh, I bugled in a hunter. And it wasn't until I like took off and started driving away. And I go, wait a minute. What about the, I I totally disregarded that bugle that was in front of me. So it could have been another hunter. I'm not denying that, but I, I kind of think that it was an elk that I was bugling to that was directly in front of me. But whenever they whenever they like, you know, announce themselves. And I was like, Oh man, I bugled in a hunter. And I just like totally forgot about the elk in front of me. So this was our, this was my last night. So I had to drive down the road to get some service. So, you know, after calling the family and doing that whole thing, I called Joe and I'm like, you know, tell him the situation, what's going on. And I'm like, dude, it's been, been tough up here. It's been a little tougher. than I, I predicted and we talked about it and he said, well, tomorrow morning, he's like, you have nothing to lose. It's your last day. Just bugle every five minutes, whatever, whatever, you know, even more than that, if you have to. And so I, I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. So I just went to town. I was bugling. I left almost as soon as I left my truck that last day, I started bugling right away, bugling and cow calls. I think I started off with some cow calls, warming up with that. 
And then, uh, and then I laid into the bugles and, uh, dead silence, you know, and I, I'm frustrated. I'm getting frustrated. Cause I'm like, you know, here's another year, no success. Uh, you know, nothing's working and I'm not hearing a thing. Uh, and I'm doing this for a couple hours. And I find, I find myself kind of, uh, kind of in the middle of this opening or halfway up this draw. Um, I'm checking my wind and I'm like, okay, uh, my wind is okay. I'm not going to get anything directly up from like the right of me or something, but, but uh, you know, I'll blow something out there, but I kind of got everywhere else, you know, almost, almost three, three, uh, what is it? Three sixty or whatever, you know, b- besides that little sliver where the wind is heading and, and it's pretty consistent. So I'm like, so I'm kind of dictated or I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking to myself, that the elk will come up out of the draw into the opening, or I guess maybe that's what I'm hoping, like best case scenario. And, uh, but I'm not getting anything in response. So I'm, I'm like getting kind of frustrated, almost wanting to give up. And, uh, and uh, it's getting a little chilly. The the rain's starting to kind of, kind of sprinkle a little bit and it's getting a little chillier. So I go to put on my coat and I, I, I don't know. I probably laid out another, another locator bugle before I put on my coat, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on my coat and I go to put on my coat. I know more than get my coat on, get my hood over. And about five, six, seven cows. Uh, it happened so fast. I, I couldn't count them all. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there's, I'll just say six cows and like two or three, uh, calves. Uh, you know, I, I, they start running now. I think what happened, and this is where I'm, I made a mistake is I, I moved talking about movement. I moved, they saw my movement cause they're looking for movement too. They saw my movement. It freaked them out. Now, the odd thing is, is they all started running right in front of me, uh, <laughs> 10 yards away. So to remind you, it, it's a shock to me too. So, so I'm, I'm all over the place and grabbing, you know, I'm like, ah, I just put on my coat. I don't have my bow in my hand. You know, I'm, I'm not ready for these, these, uh, elk to be running right in front of me. So I'm scrambling, trying to knock an arrow, doing all this stuff. And about that time, this, it was a smaller four point, but this four point bull comes running in right behind the cows. And I'm like, Oh no, you know, so I, to back up, I was like, I'm going to go for a cow. I have an either sex tag. I'm going to go for a cow. Um, you know, we, everybody wants to go for a bull, even if you have an either sex or not, you're always kind of hoping for the bull, but, but you'll take a cow if, if, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to take a cow. Well, so I'm, I'm trying to get everything together, scramble. I mean, this is all happening so fast. And, um, and then that bull comes out and I'm like, Oh, there's a bull. <laughs> and so they were all kind of on a dead run. So I was going to try to, basically as quick as I could, my heart's pumping, everything's going on. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to meet him. So I'm going to release that arrow as the, as he's running past me or whatever. And it was close guys. It was, it was 10, he was 10, 15 yards away. It was so close. It makes me sick for this next part. He's he's running down following his cows. And I kid you not. It was like, he knew that something was happening and he hit the brakes and 
in my mind, I feel like I feel like I I I messed up in a couple ways. I was trying to I was trying to kind of meet him with the arrow to where you know if he was still on that run, it would have probably been a good hit. Um, but he like hit those breaks, and I was so wound up, I I couldn't pause long enough to say, make sure you're on the vitals. <laughs> and the way it was all timed out, uh, and I'm trying to piece this to, together the best I can because the experience was so, so like, you know, just my, I mean, just such an adrenaline dump and, and so excited that I was getting this activity. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but from the best of my knowledge, I think he hit those breaks kind of simultaneous to me pulling the the trigger release and that arrow I, I you know you can kind of catch a glimpse of those arrows and i kind of i just kind of caught the glimpse of that arrow going right in front of this elk's chest and straight into the dirt i didn't necessarily see it go into the dirt but but I, I, I mean, I, I swear that elk like looked at me, looked down at his chest, and just started running, <laughs> and uh, you know, like, woo, that was close, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, very, very, very crazy. So, uh, guys, to to the ending of my well, it's not quite the end, but um, yeah. So I didn't get successful this year, but I was really, really close. The closest I've <laughs> I've been with elk. Especially archery, which is exciting in itself. I'm excited that I that I got that opportunity, and there's a little bit of success in there that I I called them in or whatnot. But uh, but definitely missed, and uh, you know wasn't successful. Now uh, I, I want to add though, like another thing that I did, and something that you know you could try later on. There there was a part of me that was like, wow, I just blew this all up, and and I messed it up. I screwed up. Like, you know, I was so mad at myself, but, I, but I could still hear him running around in the woods and I go, I go, what do I got to lose? So I grabbed my bugle tube and I laid out a bugle and I, it amazes me. I can't believe that it happened. I don't I understand why it happened because five seconds before that, I didn't hear one bugle, one cow, <laughs> nothing. Right. And then all this chaos happened. I lay out the bugle. And I think it was that bull. I'm pretty sure it was that bull bugled back to me. And we were about to, I mean, we were in a bugling match. Huh. So I, so my thought, and, and I feel like I messed up here a little bit, but I'm like, well, I can't just bugle in the same spot that he just got shot at from. Right. That was my thinking a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to go after I'm get, He's given me bugles and locators I'm going to go after that sound and try to find him. And so me and him are going into bugling matches and I'm, I'm hustling up this draw and I go to, I, I, uh, I'm bugling away. And, and I mean, we've probably bugled back and forth that by this time, eight times or something. And, uh, and I'm moving up and I don't know what happened. I never saw him again, but, uh, I was on the move and I don't know the, the only thing that I can think. Well, there's two scenarios, three scenarios, I guess. Um, he either winded me 
and said, oh, this is all BS. Saw me, said, oh, that's not an elk. Or he rounded up his cows, and that's what he was really doing, was just bugling back and trying to find his cows, which I don't know if that that one happened because of all the chaos and everything. Um, And then me bugling, too. I mean, I had just as much chance to round up the cows, too, in a sense, right? Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyways, he stopped bugling after, after so many bugles, like I couldn't get him to bugle again. I kept laying them out. I probably laid them out for another couple hours after that. And I, I would hear a cow call every once in a while, but I couldn't get nothing going after that. So, so that's kind of, um, you know, kind of, I guess it's a hard out a little bit, but, but that's, that's pretty much my story. That's, that's pretty much what happened this, this hunting season. Very excited. Um, the lessons that I learned, uh, I feel like there's a couple valuable lessons and, and to help other people too. Um, don't be nervous to do the, the calling. Uh, I was nervous at first. I was kind of like, I've, I've elk called and stuff in the past. I've elk called and not hunted just cause it was so cool to like hear an elk call back. I, uh, I used to do it a lot in Idaho. We'd go up top of, uh, of uh adam's grade there i remember me and me and my buddy josh uh doing it all the time where we'd go up to top of adam's grade and uh middle of the or right as dark and start bugling you know and hear him call back and stuff and and uh just always so cool you know that they would do that anyway um uh so i bugled before but um but it's been a long time and the whole hunt season i was a little a little nervous because of all the other hunters. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, mess up somebody else's hunt or, or I don't want to just call in other hunters. The thing is though, is the other thing that I've learned that can kind of combats that is you get in there a mile or so you're, you're, you're almost not gonna uh, call in another hunter. It, it's there. There. Um, a lot of other hunters don't, don't get that far away from the road or from their camp or wherever their, their base is. You get a mile, two miles in, uh, you're, you're almost out there by yourself. Once in a while, you'll see another crazy guy that be out there too. But, but it, it's, it's a lot more seldom than, than a guy realizes. So don't be afraid to lay out your bugles and, and may, and, and create your own chances. The other thing to remember is everything counts and it's so hard. Um, I, I mean, but everything, I mean, as much as I want to be like, as wind really a factor, it's a factor. And, and it sucks because sometimes you want to go up a draw, but the wind is not in your favor. And you're like, well, it's not going to do me any good because it's just going to blow everything out in front of me. So I'm just wasting energy and time. Um, the other thing, I, I don't know if I can articulate it, but you know, sometimes you get in there and you start overthinking. You're like, if I get something down here, it's going to be such a job to get it out. Right. And you, you right. almost want to retract, but I think I, I, I was, I was kind of breaking this down in my head. Cause I'm like, I need to be out here, whatever. And it's going to be a lot of work. If I get something to hike it back to the truck, it's going to be a heck of a lot of work. But right. if I get out here and I get something, my first or second day, I'm spending the rest of my trip, just hiking it out. I'm beelining it straight out there to, to where, where my, where my, 
my my meat is and i'm hiking it straight back to my truck and and so you know uh you think it's going to be more working and i'm not saying it's not hard work but but i think if doing the extra work early in the hunt pays off later in the hunt if that makes sense as far as if you do get something you can spend the rest of your time you know if you have a if you have a four or five day hunting span you get something like on the first or second day you can pack everything out in the next day or two you know maybe even the next day your hunt's over so instead of doing eight nine miles every day and not getting nothing like you could do that one day and then beeline it straight to your you know so it shortens it up is what i'm saying i don't know if i'm still articulating that right i don't Joe's kind of looking at me like I'm trying to pick up what you're saying, but pretty much uh, hunt hard the first day. So that way, like you're not spending. So yeah, go, go the extra mile the first couple of days and get yourself. Uh, what's the word? Uh, success, get your success on the first half and, or the first part of the hunt. So that way you're not adding miles to your hunt um later in the hunt because you're still doing the 10 8 to 10 miles a day yeah yeah exactly i mean you could just you know park the truck on the closest road to the you know i mean because especially where i was hunting everything's circled by roads a lot of it's like three to four miles in from the road but there's other spots where you're like oh i can come in from up here and i'm only two miles away Yeah, yeah it's downhill there's ways to work it and, and make it, make it all make sense for you. So, you know, um, it was just kind of a thought because I, I feel like sometimes the reason that I had the thought is because sometimes I think it can dictate like how hard you want to hunt. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are like, I only want to go a mile in because if I get something or a half mile in, cause if I get something, it's going to be hell carrying it out. Well, yeah, it's going to be hell, but, um, more than likely you're not going to get anything a half mile in because they're not a half mile in. They're more uh, two miles in or something. And, and, but you know, if you get there that first, that first day and you happen to get something that first day, which probably is some of your best chances because like the opening weekend of hunting, for example, you get something that first day, um, the pressure hasn't been there yet. You know, all this stuff kind of adding up to where, um, to where it kind of ups your chances of getting something because the pressure hasn't been there. Um, you get it your first day, you, you get everything out. Your hunt season's done. I, I kind of wish I would have had that mentality. I mean, I, I feel like I put on a lot of miles this hunt season, which was great for, for, uh, I feel like my fitness has definitely increased and, you know, a lot of good things have happened because it was a long season for me, but, but I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I feel like next year, like I'm going straight to where, where I, I'm probably going to go straight to where I was on the last day, the first day of next year <laughs> and see what I can get and, and see if it happens. And I, I, you know, another thing, another tip or another, another idea is uh, when you're elk hunting, hunt your butt off hunt your ass off i'll just say it hunt your ass off and um do you're gonna learn things and you're gonna learn where these elk are at and where they hang out at 
Cause even though I didn't get successful, I had these other little successes where I found out where they kind of like to hang out at. I found new, I was, I was finding new, um, new, new drainages, new water holes, new wallows. I, I'd find wallows everywhere. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I thought this place was pretty dry around here, but there's a lot of water around here. Actually, when you actually get down in these, these draws and stuff, there's water everywhere. And so, um, so it was a really big learning experience just, but I had to work my butt off this last weekend, especially and getting down in those draws, walking those benches, um, the sign. And that's some kind of going back. I, I know I'm, I'm really, uh, going down a rabbit hole or, or rambling on, but, um, I wish I would have played those benches where I was seeing a lot of sign. Cause I'm like, man, there's sign for days around here. <laughs> but I wasn't seeing elk, but what I should have done was, was had slowed down my approach and maybe hung out in that area, laid out the cow calls and the bugles. And cause they were obviously in there at some point or at some time, or maybe they live down in there or whatever. But I mean, you know, it gets frustrating whenever you see all this sign and you don't see anything, but you're also moving so much trying to find where they're at quote unquote. Um, you can, you might be blowing them out. Yeah, they are in there, but you're blowing them out because you're moving around trying to find them so much. So, so that like slowing down and whenever you get into that sign, just slow down and stay there for a couple hours. You know, uh, my experience on Sunday or sorry, Thursday, my last day, whenever that, L, I mean, what I learned is I stood in that spot for two hours. I, I mean, I moved a little bit, you know, like I put on my coat and stuff. And then they finally came in. I mean, if I would have, if I would have just held on for, for another minute before I put on my coat, <laughs> they would have came in. I, I, hopefully I would have spotted them. I wouldn't have moved. Uh, I, I, I probably still would have got excited, but I would have had more time to, uh, to create a better shot for myself. But because I moved, you know, it, they saw me, they got excited the crazy thing is, is there were so many ways for those elk to go. They could have turned around and ran away <laughs> the other way. They ran right in front of me, 10, 15 yards away. Like there was a kind of a game trail there in front of me, but I was like, why are you all running in front of me? You should be running away from me. You know, it was so weird uh. their decision to do that. But I was thankful that they did because that, that bull elk followed along where the cows were going <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, just a lot of learning lessons. I know that I kind of rambled long there, um, but a lot of learning lessons. And and I, hopefully I can bring more uh, next year. And uh, I get, well, yeah, I'll save it for next podcast, but my hunt's not over yet. So I, I definitely have other other plans and 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 things going on in, for this year for hopefully to find some more success, but success, but um, but yeah. I feel like I had a pretty, um, without getting actual successful, I had a pretty successful hunting trip and, and it took a lot of hard work and that's, you know, yeah, you just can't be scared of the hard work. If there's a takeaway to all this, uh, I, I, I learned myself even, you know, um, I mean, I, I always think that I work pretty hard, but I worked even, you know, you, you have to work harder than what you even think hard work is to create your own success and everything matters. That's one of the biggest keys. And that's something that I'm going to be learning for the rest of the year. Everything matters. And I'm going to try to take it. 
the, the, the rest of this year, I'm going to really try to take into account uh, and, and try to really think about that, that everything matters, you know, for next year to help me hopefully get successful finally. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Joe, I know that was long winded, but that's all I got. That was my story. Guys, if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Um, I'm not trying. I mean, do you have anything else? You, you have your, uh, I was just gonna, I'll just talk about my, my turkey hunting and, and then, uh, that, that, but there's not much to really say other than, uh, I found a spot where some turkeys went back up to them. I didn't see any turkeys, but the sign was there like, uh, elk or not elk, sorry, turkey droppings. There was turkey feathers, you know, so like, they're fresh feathers and fresh droppings. So they're in the area and I'll be going back up again. But you know, that was just Friday after work opener. I just thought I'd buzz up there and see what I could see. And I saw, I saw some good signs. So uh, I'll be back. Hopefully be back with, to tell a turkey hunt story to you too. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That, that was it. Don't have anything else to share on that. Perfect. Well, I'll go ahead and give us a hard out and uh, go from there. Uh, yeah, just give us a hard out. So, guys, thanks for listening to the Struggling Hunters. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And uh, like Joe said earlier in the podcast, like, like, share, comment. You know, we really appreciate those. It really makes our week whenever we get those comments. Uh, and then uh, also – uh, the sharing part, you know, if there's anybody that you think would enjoy the hunting stories and talking about hunting and, and escaping from the world of politics and everything else, you know, that's one thing that me and Joe, I don't know if we've ever said it, maybe we have, but, but we really try not to be political. You know, everybody has an opinion on that. Um, but one of our premises for this hunting channel was to try to try to, as much as possible, uh, give everybody that time to escape from the political world and just listen to good old hunting stories, good old fashioned hunting stories. So, um, you know, if there's anybody out there that you think would enjoy that kind of stuff, uh, try to give them a share or share it with them and, 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 uh, appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the struggling hunters. We're out. Bye.